<laughs> the humble flex. The humble flex. Um, I love it. Joyce, welcome, and our listeners, to another episode of Hot Water in the Morning. My name's Jason. My name is Joyce. And our episode today is on dating, where Joyce <sighs> is gonna humble flex on us. <laughs> As she shakes I her hate head. it. This is so uncomfortable. <laughs> is it uncomfortable? <laughs> it is. I am notorious for the friend that like dated her boyfriend super long term. We still love each other. Everything's working out great. How dare you? But I just hate that feeling of like being a third wheel of like seeing happy couples. <laughs> so oh. I don't want to contribute to that you know environment i i empathize with wait hold on you don't like being the third wheel to happy couples no i hate it so much so i don't like subjecting my friends to being a Mm. third wheel to me and my boyfriend right so whenever i have friends around it's like this isn't couple time Okay. This is friends time. This is just some guy I live with all of a sudden. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Our relationship means nothing to me because I just think it's not fair okay. to my friends. Oh my God. So I guess hot water in the morning, the Asian Canadian third wheel experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the anti third wheel experience. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. We're about to find out. But before no, we get like into it. our episode, we're going to start off with some Asian parent wisdom or updates. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joyce, would you like to go first? Mine is very simple because my parents were away for the past week and we record every week. I had nothing. <laughs> from them just a couple of photos of my parents in cuba so maybe my parent wisdom is to well a very practical one is to always tell people where you're going on vacation Mm. what day you're leaving and what day you're coming back because i got mixed up on what day my parents were coming back and last night had a minor stress episode thinking Oh my God, why haven't my parents responded to me on WhatsApp yet? Like, they're supposed to be home from Cuba, scabby-dibby-doo, but they were fine. My dad posted a picture this morning, all is well, <laughs> all that, is well in the WhatsApp. That's a very Asian parent move, the the logistics update. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're compl- we're, we're uh, two minutes in, we're already sidetracked. Um, no. This one time, my sister, she was teaching English in China, and during this period, it was like a two-year period. And in this period, my parents went on a cruise in Europe, in the Mediterranean or something. But my parents didn't want to tell my sister that we were on a, they were on a cruise because they were afraid my sister would tell our relatives. And our relatives are very like, it's a money thing. It's very yes. like oh my Western God, privilege, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, those Canadians that escaped, get them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my parents told me, Jason, please lie to your sister and don't tell her that we're on a Mediterranean cruise having the time of our lives or whatever. Um, so I'm like, oh, okay. But they also did it. They, they, they taught me to lie, but they didn't. Ta- they taught me why to lie, but not how to lie. Right, so... right. They didn't give you like their their alibi. Their story. alibi. It's like, so we well, if mom and dad aren't home, where are they, Jason? So my sister would like text my mom or whatever, and then after a week, my my sister's like, Jason, I've been texting mom, but she hasn't been responding. Like, is everything okay? And I'm like, oh god. What did you say? I I just like. 
oh yeah the phone's I not saw working them last week like <laughs> i don't know why like they're not responding and then my sister's like it's so weird normally mom responds right away i'm really concerned like should i call them and i'm like okay so i like told my sister but then she got mad at me like oh, why yeah, would, yeah. like why did you lie to me you <laughs> why know? can't you guys trust me with oh, anything my God. Oh, my so God. the parents on vacation that's its own trauma that's so funny Oh my god. So anyways, um, Joyce, thank you for the Cuba update. Good lesson. Good lesson lesson. for all of us. Um, (laughs) How about you? What are your parents up to lately, Jason? um, So they visited me last Sunday for my choir performance. They came. That was my like Christmas present to them. Um, Anyway, so I got to Listen to our episode about hobbies. Yo. Because we talk all about Jason's choir performance and it happened and it was amazing. <laughs> Good plug. Um, so anyways, uh, they came and visited, but then um, we like met at a dim sum restaurant and then uh, I was actually out and about. So my parents, like they stopped by my, like my apartment to, to like, again, this is the, the Asian parent care package where they freaking bring everything. Yeah, like they bring my, you your own grocery store. Oh my god, like, yeah. my mom's like, Jason, it's too expensive for you, or it's too heavy for you to bring, like, a Aww. 10 kilogram bag of rice. So they Aww. always make a point to do that. And I'm like, I've done it multiple times, but they're like, no, 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 it's too heavy, it's bad for your back. So we have a car. I don't have a car. They have a car, right. so we're gonna, we're gonna bring you, um, the rice bag they also yes. have a costco membership so they're Love like it. oh like we'll buy you like cooking oil you know the the necessities yeah um but i get mad at them when they overload too much because i yeah. am but one person yes. i cannot eat yes. <laughs> you know a know. costco amount of apples and carrots that and they cashews. seem to and cashews that they <laughs> yes. seem to want to give me oh my god but so this time she my mom knows that i get mad at her um so then she asked uh oh god where is it um so yeah she asked can i bring you anything i'm like um no i'm good um okay all this dead air i'll cut out that's okay oh well actually while you look for your text my brother had a pretty intense sit down with my parents when he was in university about this exact topic oh my gosh he felt like he wasn't allowed to like be independent i he probably felt like too sheltered, too stifled. Mm. Uh, my parents were bringing him like marinated meat to university mm. to like cook and like the rice and the oil, like all these things. Also, you know, he didn't have a car when he was at school. Actually, did he? Maybe he had a car, but like no Asian grocery store over there. So they would bring him all this stuff. And I remember one year when he was home, he had to like be pretty firm with my mom and be like, Mom, I don't need you to bring me stuff anymore. <laughs> And I'm sure, you know, that I think my parents, like, they handled it. Like, they did stop bringing him stuff. But, like, wow, what a what a specific child-to-adult, like, moment for them where they're like, oh, my God, he doesn't need us to bring him stuff mm. anymore. Mm. But your parents have held on. <laughs> I try <laughs> to be on. firm, but I'm also it's bad firm. with boundaries. So Yes, exactly. My brother uh, is very good with boundaries. Okay, you know, yo, shout out to him. So, shout out to my brother. <laughs> um, my mom texts me, "Do you need anything we can bring on Sunday?" Hmm. Thanks, mom. Maybe some frozen berries. Sure. One day later, how about rice? Sure, mom, that'd be helpful. I, in my low key, I it's always berries because I can't go those at um buy those at the store. Well, I could, but anyways, my parents get them for free. 
and then rice because it's really heavy. So those are my two, like, okay, these are acceptable things for them to oh, bring. No. Do you mind if we bring some things we think you could use? Oh. oh my gosh. And then when they bring them, do you ever have the option of being like, oh, like, now that I see it, thanks, you can bring it home. Or that's just like, it's we here. We already bought it. Um, it's they buy it for, for you, I see. Oh, they buy it for no, me. That sucks. Because my parents have like a freaking warehouse within their house. So okay. it's always like, oh, this has been here for 20 years. You want it? Yes or no? If no, Facebook Marketplace gets it. But damn, yeah, they're buying stuff for you. That's so tough. after everything, they're back in Chilliwack. Um, they text me. This is my dad's text. It's a freaking um, mommy blogger recipe. And it's also part, it's part mommy blogger recipe. It's part uh, Twitter haiku. Roast beef in air fry about 15 minutes. After 10 minutes, turn over at another five minutes. Chop to smaller pieces. After done, waiting five minutes to cool down. Enjoy the beef. That's my Snaps. dad's text. Snaps to that. Snaps. Oh my Yo, God. Yeah, part Someone slam get... poetry, I guess. <laughs> Get this man no a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> um, this is my mom's text. The oil lid is broke, and the nuts is not very good this time. <laughs> Your mom actually runs Costco like quality control <laughs> department. She's like head of the quality control department. I don't know what to tell you. Well, they just buy it so consistently. Like they will know. They know. They know every single time. <laughs> nuts not not up to par, Costco. Not... How yeah, are they Costco. Making through. You're on thin ice, Costco. Watch your <laughs> step, buddy. You. <laughs> okay, thank you all for that's parent, so great. Uh, parents, what's wait? Up so what's quarter? your what's your is the wisdom the recipe for you? This um, I mean, Joyce, air fried fifteen <laughs> minutes after 15 ten min- minutes. Enjoy beef. For, enjoy, enjoy the so beef. true. We should be enjoying beef. Yeah. Oh okay. my god. Okay. Shall we get relationship into it? stuff? Relationship. <laughs> Okay, so this was my first story that I queued up okay. is, I guess this is like my first like girl memory, <gasps> which True. I think I was in grade six or seven, or sorry, mm. I was six or seven. So I was in like grade two or three. I lived on the street. There was this girl. I think her name's Kayla. Oh my she God. She lived at the end of the street. Having a girl or guy that lives on your street. Oh my God. Oh my God. Nothing better. No, that's like pure, like endorphins. <laughs> There's no better high than a cute girl or boy living on your street. Except let me tell you. Except for this kid. Except so, for you, but the fantasy of it. <laughs> the fantasy. Exciting. <laughs> so one day, maybe it was a Saturday, maybe like it was over the summer break or whatever. Kayla and I think her other friend from school, they came to my door and just boldly knocked. And I And this was... is your parents' house in Chilliwack? Well, I mean, sorry, I mean, is it the house your parents currently live in? I want like a visual. I've been oh, to parents' okay. house. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't a... live on a cul-de-sac. Yeah. We lived mm-hmm. on it was sort of like a crescent, so the term uh road bend. Excellent. We lived at the base of the bend. Ah. Yeah, okay, for everyone okay. at home. Um, anyway, so Kayla comes at six years old, boldly knock, 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 knock. I, I, I don't know how I knew it was her, but like I just like fight or flight mode. I hid under or like behind the curtains, like I was like in a Scooby Doo cartoon. Like I'm like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And Kayla, I think my mom answers the door, and Kayla's like, oh, is Jason home? And my mom's like, 
uh, I don't like, oh, let me go find out. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And then Kayla did this thing where she was like, Jason. <laughs> and she like called into the echoing house. <laughs> and then my mom's like, oh, like maybe Jason's not home or something. And so then they left. Then from at that point forward, from the ages of six to the ages of 26, and what I anticipate to the ages of like 86. Right. Oh, yeah. well, maybe not 86. But <laughs> my mom would just be like, remember that time that girl oh. came? And just and just go, Jason. Um, oh, my God. And then my sister got into it. Yeah, of course. By like all the like aunts. Oh, um, oh my they God. They would always be like, Jason. Talk of the freaking time. Town, oh right? no so basically my parents my family bullied me so did you ever like you ever ever talk to her um i mean maybe i would see her at school i yeah. i don't know that part of the memory has faded the only right, thing that right. has been lodged in is the like that remains six-year-old screech that's of... so cute oh my god i was so embarrassed no that's that also sounds terrifying like if that happened to me i'd probably do the same because i didn't start thinking about like boys Mm. until fifth grade or sixth grade so i think you're like around 10 or 11 at that point because up until then all i had to worry about was coloring and bunny rabbits and puppies and winx club Winx Club? Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, did you ever watch Winx Club? It's with the fairies. Yes. Okay. Dude, that fairy show, that that was my feminist awakening, for sure. (laughs) That is what modern feminism is. It's Winx Club. (laughs) Club. Fun fact, did you know Winx Club is, um, it's an Italian show? Uh It's like from Italy. And that's why they slayed. (laughs) Dang. Um, But yeah, all I was thinking about was like fairies and Yu-Gi-Oh! and Sailor Moon. (laughs) And then suddenly in grade five or something, I was, I remember having this thought of, oh, wait, I think I'm supposed to like a guy now. It felt very like manufactured in my head where Mm. I was like, "Hmm, I haven't had a crush on a guy before. Let me like see if Pick i can spin yeah, the wheel yeah, yeah spin the wheel throw a dart like oh let me like hook up a crush on somebody real quick so in that in in my class um mm-hmm. somehow every guy in my class was like polish or eastern european mm. don't know what the six the chances of that were um but there was one like filipino guy in my class that all the girls had a crush on and he had a crush on best friend no so oh my god so the yearning off the charts but then i'm you know in retrospect i'm like what were you even yearning for you didn't even like him that much you just thought that you had to like somebody Mm. so i was also like very tomboyish back then i was not like other girls (laughs) very very internalized misogyny of me okay like a hundred percent but I use that as my, oh, like, this is nice. I can, like, talk to guys, and it's, like, not that scary. But it's not that scary because none of them are interested in me either. So that is kind of the foundation. That's, like, Mm. where my, quote-unquote, romance life started off. Mm. And I pretty much carried with me, thinking, like, no one's really interested in me. I'm not the dating type quote unquote mm. i'm i'm just one of the boys <laughs> yeah 
and that's yeah yeah I feel like how do you think your like I don't know if that story has set you up for like romance in the future mm. like as an adult but yeah what do you think has like followed Lingered. you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. what's it's, your lingering it's for sure hiding in the curtain like a scooby-doo villain um <laughs> visual is so good no yeah that's a good question I think, well, it's really interesting just hearing you describe yours of, like, the internalized misogyny of, like, oh, like, not being the dating type and, like, you know, boys don't like me in that way. I think I also carried a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have that many, like, female friends through grade school, but in grade Mm -hmm. 12, I remember that grade 12 was sort of uh, this sort of awakening of Jason. Well, year. it's just like, it's the last year of grade school yeah. or like YOLO, last year, YOLO <laughs> like let's just be friends. All of a sudden be friends with everyone oh. because like maybe there's no stakes or no drama. So I remember yeah. joining like the tennis club, the nice. humanitarian club, nice. like um, all these things. And the humanitarian club was run by my friend. And it was all of her friends. Wow. I think just like 20 women, 20 girls and me. You cared about She's social like, justice. Yeah. Totally. I remember. Justice. We- oh my God. I was in like a social justice club too. Yeah. It was that was a good time (laughs) it was a great time we fundraised for some goats or something which i now understand is a problematic thing to do but yeah you know whatever for the time meet a we do you remember this meet a we free the children or something oh my god were you oh in 2012 were you still in high school probably Uh, no i was 2011 is when i got 2012 that's all i'm thinking of i I remember that in first year university and it was a big thing that was that was exciting um my friend went on to work at what was the organization called again yeah okay whatever the organization was between behind coney 2012 my friend ended up working there years later you know nonprofits have a lot of bureaucratic issues but that's not today's episode (laughs) (laughs) um so okay yeah me just being a friend um I think that was very much part of it I I think you know that thing where they say like oh if a guy if a boy's being mean to you he just that means he likes you you. and he doesn't know how to express those feelings because feelings are hard for boys I think okay you know maybe when I liked somebody and maybe this was partly like my dating strategy but like ah I don't know how to like necessarily be around you but like let's just be friends yeah yeah I think in in part of that like avoidance strategy I just like Mm -hmm. ah I don't know how to like express how I'm feeling towards someone so yeah Maybe we could I mean, just be friends and hang it's out. It's so awkward. <laughs> it's like, ew, how am I supposed to like communicate this feeling to you that I don't even understand as totally. it's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was never like, I could never, or I felt like I could never like approach someone and like tell them I like them and like want to date them. Like, I didn't even know what that was. Mm. It's like my brain only knew how to have a crush on someone mm. and everything after that was like irrelevant. It's like, I don't care what it's like. I just want to have a crush on someone. Right. I just want to yearn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so another dimension that I wanted to bring into our conversation today was like, have you heard of this concept, the gay 20s? Interesting. No. Um. So <laughs> my mean? gay friend taught this to me where like okay. for a lot of like, quote unquote, regular teenagers, yeah, they have their kind of like dating 
exploration yeah. when they're teenagers um and like everybody's sort of doing it and people are like fumbling oh, through it okay. together but like yeah. for you know within the gay community a lot of them are closeted in high school or like mm. maybe they don't come out until you know they're 20 and mm. and whatnot and so for them the like the awkward teenage phase happens to them in the 20s yeah that makes the sense it's like a delayed start totally yes. yeah okay uh, and I think similar to that like there's this other concept that I heard called uh having um like a learner's permit like when you're driving yeah. um you know like when you have like the L on the back of your car yeah. you can be like ah sorry that was a bad Not left bad. turn I'm a learner you know and it's kind of like oh I'm sorry I like invited you to this movie or what you know i tried to hold your hand in the movie theater yeah, yeah. um l just learning how to do this <laughs> so i think what i would say like white teenagers <laughs> um they kind of have that experience when they're a teenager but for me i feel like i didn't date uh in high school i didn't date in university it, it wasn't until i was like 24 at this point and i'm like yeah. on my first dating app and i'm like Oh God, like <gasps> I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And I and so that I feel like, yeah, I think the many layers of me not really seeing myself as the dating type. Mm -hmm. I, I also think like it wasn't exactly like modeled for me in terms yes. of what my parents my parents never were like, hey Jason, do you like a girl? Like, are you gonna yeah. ask her out? You know, they didn't normalize that experience for me. Yeah. They I just have that mocked point me, too. like Jason. <laughs> uh, I was gonna make a very similar point that mm. my parents never prioritize romance mm. for me or my brother. Or like in our mm. family, it's not a big thing. Even again, like the modeling aspect, my parents mm. weren't like romantic with each other. It's no. a very practical relationship yeah. where I don't doubt that they care about each other, mm. but at the time, like you know when me and my brother are like teenagers and like they're kind of getting settled like mm. at that time not a priority at all but I did mm. see it in my parents or, or sorry in my friend's parents mm. where their parents would be like kind of involved in their dating life and asking about boys and like oh like how's your boyfriend or if they didn't like a boyfriend they would like make a point about it mm. so from my kind of outside looking in, it felt like seeing that was really interesting to me because I'd never seen my parents like care about the mm -hmm. dating. It was like, just get good grades at school. Right. Like, that's all you need. It's like, you don't need a boyfriend to be successful. Yeah. You need good grades. Yes. And they were so right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that a good relationship makes your life better, but it was I am glad that I don't know like they didn't encourage me to like get distracted mm, in that way right I kind yeah. of appreciate that <laughs> and I and I think you know I feel like it's kind of an Asian trope where it's like you're not allowed to date until you have a master's degree until you're married yeah totally <laughs> until you're at your wedding you can date somebody yeah, yeah, for yeah. your wedding um but you're you get married at like 27 after you already are a lawyer or whatever you know what i yeah, mean like there's yeah. there, there's an order of operations yeah and if you stray from it i'm sure that can be very like disorienting mm -hmm. so yeah my parents weren't like strict in that way where it wasn't that i was like allowed to date yes, or any same it, it, they you know they were like okay whatever but yeah it wasn't prioritized mm -hmm. um i guess and 
again, I think I just, I, I felt like very like in the dark. Like I didn't know, mm. even with my friends. Well, I was friends with a lot of nerds, and frankly, <laughs> me none of my friends. My friends were dating in the friendship like department. Yeah, we're all just so happy. Like <laughs> no drama. We're chilling. No drama. There's like guys in this group. There's girls in this group. For um, in grade twelve, I don't know if they still do this, but we had like senior skip day, so mm. you know it's the day. I think like we went to class in the morning, and then in the afternoon, all the seniors kind of just ditch school. Mm. And like that day, we all like went to my house, and while people were like playing pranks and stuff at school, we just dipped immediately, and we went to my house, and we did like an anime marathon, oh like gosh. on my TV with like pirated anime on the internet yo fan sub oh my god yeah the fan subs were so crazy back then but that's just the kind of like energy we always had so mm. it felt nice to be in a friend group and and also to hear other friend groups collapsing within <laughs> themselves <laughs> because one person decided to hook up with the other person but she actually liked the other guy but they were actually so hearing all that was so wild to me so wild um but it felt very like relaxing (laughs) to be with my friends yeah yeah Yeah, totally but okay so despite all that okay you have been with your partner for (laughs) the better part of a decade my life yeah yes yeah (laughs) um I know I talk a big friendship game but I do still like feel a big friendship game too Mm. I think that's what makes like dating better for me Mm. um but basically from my friend group we had this new guy appear he got like dropped off at our table because someone heard like when he first came to our school someone heard that he liked anime so they're like all right go sit with the anime (laughs) at their table (laughs) so he got abandoned at our table we took in this stray (laughs) and (laughs) nursed him back (laughs) and then yeah from like from our friendship he eventually like confessed to me to which I rejected him in cold blood (laughs) (laughs) he gave me a a note like during lunch I had a picture of my rabbit on it and I thought I was like oh my god so cute I love it when people like you know draw bunny rabbits for me again my life priorities are always in order. Mm. Um, he gave me the note. He ran away. And then after school, I was like, hey, so thanks. But no. Because mm. <laughs> um, I didn't want a boyfriend. I didn't want a date. Again, yeah. I was at that point, I was I was content with knowing what it's like to have a crush. And then it's that law that everyone in your own high school is like, completely repulsive <laughs> to you <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so yeah I wasn't interested in having a boyfriend but alas friendship wins over everything a year later we ended up started dating because wow. I also liked him a lot and I was like oh no I am so happy hanging out with you this is alarming <laughs> Let's let's see where this goes. And that was next month will be ex- 10 years ago. Oh, my goodness. So we we're hitting the decade. We we're hitting the wow. decade. But then, yeah, like kind of when I told my parents about it, eventually I was like weirdly nervous, kind of because of that 
order of operations thing mm. that you mentioned i'm like uh i like don't want to i don't want to be like dragged down mm. by having a boyfriend <laughs> somehow that's how i had it in my mind where i just thought that all girls who have a boyfriend like throw their lives away <laughs> once they get a boyfriend that's literally the vision that i had right but yeah when i told my parents it was very underwhelming i thought they would like get mad or something but they totally didn't care they're like yeah, yeah it's just some guy but maybe that that's the neutral response i kind of needed it's mm. neither like oh my god like you can't date um blah 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 or oh my god we're so happy for you it was mm. just like you know you're dating in grade 12 like yeah sure you know why not see where it takes you i'm sure they didn't expect for him to stick around this <laughs> it, it it did, a- um so the year later yeah did you sort of initiate that conversation? i initiated it again yeah. yeah because well i asked them about this like you know, after we started dating, I said, if I'd never like reconfessed to you or mm. asked you to start dating, would you have ever tried again? Mm. And his answer was no, because wow. he respected the friendship. And yeah. Like, Damn, that's crazy. That's that's nutty. Okay. Um, so now I have all this like relationship experience without having singlesness experience (laughs) but maybe i i also have a it's that paranoia of like oh any girl that like has a boyfriend kind of loses sight of like herself or independence so i Mm. think i've always had that like lingering in the back of my head so Mm. i like to think i'm still very proactive in like trying to just better myself and not just exist for my relationship because i'd seen that happen right like a lot yeah also my mom's kind of a girl boss but <laughs> she's like i don't need no man and i'm like oh my god me neither so i feel like i kind of got that from her too yeah, yeah. yeah. did you like pick up any of your parents like interpersonal like qualities you think um more than others? yeah oh for sure i feel like i'm very similar to my mom and my sister is very similar to my dad um and so i mean this is we're not doing the parents episode yet but the long and short of it is my dad's like quite stubborn and headstrong and my mom's sort of the peacemaker and so we're on a family vacation my sister and my dad are fighting and me and my mom are like ah like we we live the same life (laughs) that's what i talk to my therapist about all the time well our therapist Kristen, hope you're doing okay at your new job. Yeah, hope you're doing okay. <laughs> um, oh my god. Okay, well, uh, yeah, interpersonal stuff. Have your parents ever? Do they give you relationship advice, dating advice? Oh my god, not a not like short answer, no. But the only thing my dad ever told me <laughs> regarding like sometimes I feel like my parents don't even acknowledge my relationship yeah I'm like do you guys remember I have a boyfriend or like do we just kind of pretend he doesn't exist until there's like a ring or a wedding like Mm. is that the policy we're living by but it was like before me and Nico like went on our first trip together (laughs) and my parents also never really gave me like sex ed talk either Mm, so this is like a two-in-one two-in-one combo (laughs) 
before this trip because we're traveling together and we're alone oh my god so scandalous my dad all he told me was no surprises (laughs) (laughs) no surprises that's all he said he's like all right have fun on trip no surprises Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my god like short but impactful definitely and literally for any like relationship thing i'll just i still remember it no like it applies to everything no surprises no surprises yeah i'm like you wanna you wanna surprise propose to me without telling my parents no surprises surprises. that's that's not the policy (laughs) the policy is no surprises so that is the extent of like yeah relationship advice my parents have given me Mm. and maybe it's for the best because Mm. i don't know i feel like giving relationship advice to like a different generation is so tough yeah Hmm. yeah did yours <laughs> well kind of but it's my parents weren't as succinct about it necessarily uh, my still... dad like where did he learn that where did he Yo. get that from oh my god <laughs> um i remember this advice wasn't given to me it was given to my sister so my sister she's a serial monogamist where oh, like yes. she moves from like four-year relationship to four-year relationship really, it's always four years yeah, yeah always four years um and her. so there's this one where um she yeah broke up with her then boyfriend and um my sister call- my mom called me first and uh <laughs> this was when i was still I, it was i just graduated university oh my and God. my roommate was moving out and so my mom this is like in my memory this is not true but like the the altered reality altered history of it is it was the day after my final 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 exam ever okay, okay. um and my mom calls me he's like oh congratulations jason like oh good and then just a lull in the conversation and then she's like so um it, curtis is moving out and my roommate's moving out and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. he's like do you think your sister could move in? And I'm like, oh, she was living. Oh, yeah. Four years you're living with. Her. Yeah. Okay. And, oh, and, yo. and I'm like, oh, I thought isn't. Oh, you know, and then I like, you know, I you knew not to like ask together. too much. But yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I guess it's OK. And then my mom's like, oh, OK, thanks. And then just like hangs up the phone. And then I'm like, <laughs> so then I immediately call my sister. and I'm like, hey, so mom just <laughs> called me. And she's like, yeah. So, and so yeah. my sister's like, yeah. So can I move in with you? And I'm like yeah okay i guess (laughs) and then so following that okay um you know now me and my sister are living together and she she's like um jason do you know what mom told me after i broke up with him she's like no she's like well uh for your next relationship uh be brave and don't but don't waste time (gasps) oh my god dude that's hardcore (laughs) be brave but don't Don't waste waste time time. holy shit holy shit that's crazy (laughs) again more more snaps more nobel peace prizes being handed out yeah 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 god um so yo respect shout out to mom that that's sort of my mom's advice Mm. um my dad yeah does he just pretend relationships don't exist totally well (laughs) i wrote down this point here where i think for a long time like i preferred to see myself as like asexual me too me you too. know yeah even still like mm. i'm like i'm on there somewhere i don't really know where but <laughs> i resonate a lot with it where like yeah like dating and like sex like isn't very motivating for right. me i mm. that i think 
for most people it is or not mm. for most people, but for other people like it's very motivating and i'm like right. hmm, different different yeah <laughs> and again i wonder like what the like cultural filter that that runs through you know i i think i have like a, yeah a lot of internalized racism and just like suppression and i don't know it's just like i also like me not seeing my parents like being kind of romantic yeah yeah sexual well, people well what i'm like thinking about in like how our parents prioritize like our studies and like us being successful independently in the future it's kind of thinking about for them maybe like quote-unquote romance and relationships mm. wasn't really like the profitable route so to <laughs> yes. speak like you can't like social mobility and economic mobility came mm. from your schooling yeah. your job and those things like affect each other mm -hmm. you didn't really have to like marry into money because like nobody had money <laughs> so right. it's like what are you marrying into really it's like there's nothing to marry into yeah um so everyone kind of needs to just buckle down and work hard buckle down um, work and hard. i wonder if yeah i don't know but maybe i have some like crazy like family nepotism like back back down the line <laughs> that i'm not aware of <laughs> where it's like yeah we married into money what about <laughs> right yeah hmm, that's interesting yeah because like so what you're saying is like maybe conventionally not conventionally but like you know maybe for white families yeah or white women they're sort of like their economic in, mobility came from like courting a right, man, like right, the right man, and like right. knowing social cues and like making yourself pretty so that you're like mm. more desirable. Right. But in like, you know, rural Vietnam, it's like, girl, I need to go trade some rice. Like, yeah, get out totally. of my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, like kind of like conventional north american women are like socialized to like prioritize their like datingness mm. rather than they're like working yeah it's mm. it's like a security i kind of see the security lens of it like mm. oh love is gonna pay your bills necessarily love isn't gonna support not just like your children if you want to have children but we also have a very strong like parental tie where maybe like European or yeah, like non-Asian people hmm. don't have the expectation of taking care of our parents. Right. So maybe that's where some of that emphasis comes from. It's like you're not just working hard for yourself. You're working hard for like generational lineage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both directions of lineage. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. like That's a lot of pressure if you put it that way. Yeah, it's like, why would you waste this time baiting some guy mm. <laughs> um, when it's almost like more guaranteed if you work hard at school, study hard, get good job, make good money, have financial security, life mm. stability. That is what it, it's like. Money is thicker than romance <laughs> than romance. <laughs> you joyce you tell that to your kids one day <laughs> i know i'm gonna be the worst i'm gonna be like boys are so stupid and I, I hate them and their dad is gonna be there it's like but not this one this one's different <laughs> no but your mom's advice is so real don't waste time if you think it's a waste of time oh uh i feel okay again maybe this is a parent episode or like conceptualizing what a being a good son being yeah. a good asian dutiful mm, dutiful yeah. asian son yes is yeah. i think yeah so ingrained in my like path 
the order of operations was, oh, I need to own a house where I'm raising my kids and in the basement or whatever, you know, there's a suite where my parents can live and I can take care of them too. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's just so ingrained and like, oh yeah, of course, like one day I will like need to take care of my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was like the like foundational bedrock of like, you have failed if you haven't provide that to your parents. How, you know, how dare you, they um, immigrate to this country and you put them in an old age home or whatever. Well, okay. Also because your grandparents like don't live in Canada Mm -hmm. and like they've lived in China this whole time. It's, I can see how it's like difficult. Like, do you, do you think your parents are still like really subscribed to that or they or you're like not sure because I think some parents start off really in that direction, but then right. change eventually. Yeah, I'm trying to untangle that question because I don't even know if my parents want that, but I want that. Like oh, I would be disappointed in me if I couldn't do mm-hmm. that for my parents. Okay, yeah, because in like for my family, my mom's parents like are the only ones that were like living in Canada with us Mm. and it was such a big decision to have her live in a home rather Mm. than staying with you know one of her many children Mm -hmm. um just because the logistics just got too much like she needed more care and Mm. like everyone was resistant to it at first like right uh children didn't want to do it because they felt like no like it's my duty to like take care of her she didn't want to do it because she was like what the hell are you guys like kicking me out of your house (laughs) that's so messed up but like you know the children kind of broke first and we're like okay let's like try it and we'll see how it goes where the first place they went to like just wasn't a good fit it wasn't Mm. like a chinese place but they Mm. were on a wait list for like a chinese speaking place Um, when she did get to the chinese speaking place she still didn't like it at first Mm. but again learning process like for everybody like you only you only put your parents in a or you only like it's everyone's first time taking care of their old age she was like 90 like she was like in her 90s at that point for sure but yeah it was like new for everybody so everyone had like some kind of resistance to it but I think like in seeing what the process is like and eventually she like warmed up to it she liked to go play mahjong every day Mm. she liked to go like school everybody in like card games and she liked having people where when she like complains about stuff in chinese they understand her Mm. and it's like sometimes that is just what you need you just need somewhere where you can feel heard um but i think like going through the experience changed my parents perspective on it Mm. because at some point my mom was like throw me in there as soon as you need to (laughs) like no hesitation like don't try to you know overstay the welcome kind Mm. of thing it's very interesting to you know i'm i'm glad that like we didn't have a bad experience with it because i know that there are a lot of bad experiences with it but it is interesting to see how my parents perspective had changed Mm. um yeah just by like going through the experience and then it kind of helped me remember that like my parents can also continue to change yeah As it's like I'm not the only one who gets to change you know right mm-hmm. yeah I know we're kind of like away from the relationship <laughs> part but I think like what our parents beliefs are really makes a big yeah. difference 
Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think so. I heard this on another podcast. Um, I feel like maybe it was the Feeling Asian podcast. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. Nice. Is there was this one person who she was talking about, you know, I think she was a maybe a Korean woman and she had her like dating white guy phase. And then she circled back to like, oh, this recognition of like, oh, I want to like date another Asian person. Yeah. Because her, she had such a strong value of like, no, I need to take care of my parents. And yeah. like that, that just like is a non-negotiable, like that's a deal breaker yeah, for her. Of course. Um, and I think maybe she'd like been in a relationship where like that wasn't on the cards. And so she's like, oh no, like it's just, that's like a, that's the ingrained value part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when she said that, that really kind of unlocked it for me of like, oh yeah, I guess like you said, these parents, these values that we have of like how we see ourselves and like the person that I feel like I need to be when dating. Like Mm. um, It's like how we see ourselves and as Freudian as it is, it's how mm. we see our partners is shaped by like our parents' relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, totally. Interesting. And so uh, another piece of this that I think ties into, again, our last episode about hobbies where I think at at a certain point we were talking about like feeling the need to like maybe impress other people or like self-improvement upgrade ourselves I think when I was in high school I didn't feel ready to date yet because I'm Mm -hmm. like I don't want to like I mean me neither (laughs) like I I, like I need to like go to university and whether it's like I want to like have life experience or something i I felt yeah i i needed Mm -hmm. to like i was still like charmander you know i needed to like evolve like i wasn't ready and 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 i think that was also this mentality that i had in university of like oh i can't date yet like i'm still not ready right yeah like i I have money today i don't have i don't feel like i have the right to like pay for dinner you know and it's not even like in this like patriarchal way it's like oh i can't even take care of a family yet mm. oh I you're can... thinking really yeah oh my god okay. right oh so just saying okay so what is that like dating version what's like dating optimized jason look like <laughs> like what are you even trying to be <laughs> totally you know and i think i was trying to answer that question too when i was freaking taking this improv class and i'm like do i need to improve my public speaking but you know like toastmaster shout out to toastmaster like say yes and uh like i well i think i maybe there was that was that was sort of the learner's permit gay 20s aspect of it where Mm. i think i kind of i was still like evolving and then Mm. the point where i'm like okay i'm supposed to be ready now i Mm. wasn't ready yet and i was still like hiding I was still like in the Scooby Doo uh, curtains, yeah. being like, "No, no, no! Like, I'm not ready to like date yet." It's like stage um, fright, kind of. Totally, yeah. Performance I, I re- anxiety. I remember in grade twelve, like I was saying, I was part of that humanitarian club, part of the tennis club. Uh, There's this um, my one friend who we, we she would drive me to tennis club always, and we'd hang out. Um, we were very big Harry Potter nerds, and her younger sister for prom came up to me, and she's like. Jason, are you going to ask my sister out for prom? And I was like, ah, I was so afraid. Like, I didn't. And I feel like I like regret it now. Like, but like, I regret I... it too. And I wasn't even there. 
but that was the like embedded like six-year-old uh, jason of like ah oh, girl ask i can't like girl ask no. no girl ask no wow. <laughs> yeah well absolutely it's like you know if you don't have any other chance because this is like i'm thinking like how did i get like what happened in that one year between me going i'm not ready for a boyfriend to all right it's fun my face like hurts from smiling sometimes uh-huh. this is crazy but like before that, okay, the only other dating experience I had was was dating this girl that I met on Tumblr. Such a sketchy lead up. It, don't worry, it gets sketchier, I promise. Don't the worry. Year, or like we were talking for like a couple years on Tumblr and we were just friends and like we liked the same shows and like we talked all the time on MSN. Yo. Um, she lived in Florida. And then oh. one like a couple years into it, like that summer, my cousin was getting married in Florida. And I was like, oh my God, like so crazy. We're gonna be staying like in the same neighborhood she lives in. What if we went to the mall and met up? Oh, oh my god, risked my life. Like basically we decided like if you're a serial killer, whatever. If I'm a serial killer, whatever. <laughs> um, but we had like video called and like you know there was a very like this was a multi-year relationship oh we had gosh. so if there was a serial killer waiting to talk about like anime boys falling in love like whatever they they did their due diligence maybe they deserved it it's fine <laughs> maybe they, <laughs> they did their research win. they did their research if you could talk to me for like 10 hours a day about anime boys falling in love it's fine um, but we went on our little like mall date in Florida. Yeah. And then I think we like dated, whatever that was, for like four or five months and then eventually broke up. <sighs> big <sighs> heartbreak, big sad. But eventually we we did stay friends after. And then years later, like probably five years later, I was like, hey. Like, are you still going to that anime convention in Florida? Can I come? Too? Oh my god! So I was already dating Nico for like years at this point, and so for up until I went on this trip, I kept making the joke of like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna go to this convention with my ex." <laughs> <laughs> that whole story is kind of to say like this online relationship, like kind of emotionally set me up for mm. like exposed me to the risk of like ah like I get so sad when she doesn't respond to my messages or like she's not available to talk and like oh I like felt jealous like about her friends who got to see her at school every day Mm. so kind of like exposure therapy me a little bit yeah for different like aspects of a relationship friend zoned Nico for a year Um, but then kind of when that year was up yeah then maybe in my head I had balanced the risks and liabilities and stuff yes and decided, your assets. All right. yes my assets and my liabilities and decided like oh okay like I guess we can try <laughs> can try dating also I was I was his first girlfriend too which mm. is shocking because before me not to like air out his dirty laundry but he would have a crush on any cute girl that could like <laughs> He had a crush on every girl in our friend group. Oh my goodness. Till and then me. (laughs) (laughs) How many buddy notes? Oh, no. But he never confessed to any of them. That's the thing. 
I was the oh. only one that made it to like confession stage. Oh. Um, but like, you know, we're all still friends now. So me and some of them, oh, they will always joke like, this could have been you. This could have been you. <laughs> or I'll tell Nico, I'm like, imagine you were still dating. Imagine you were dating like this other girl in our friend group for like 10 years. That's so crazy. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I think like the exposures was important because mm-hmm. again no model of reference no. so i just had to like go and try and base it off of reading like watching anime in like yeah. tv shows and like reading fan fiction and i'm like <laughs> i think this is what love is about <laughs> hard to say um maybe this is a good place to like i don't know if like transition to our like Future, future looking forward yes yes um, i think so too because now we know where we started and how much of that stuff has like followed us all these years yeah so yeah i don't know like how would you answer that question joyce like no looking forward of like in in terms of your like relationship life like i know i think i still have that mentality that your relationship with like yourself is Mm -hmm. so important and it's still something I feel like I want to work on but then also talking with my therapist I'm like I you know most people when they get engaged and when they get married you're doing it for the first time so Mm -hmm. there's some like I don't know his like mysteries about it where I'm like I don't know what the risks are I don't know if it gets so big like does the pain like hurt more if there's like a hurtful moment or something um and is that just something I have to accept (laughs) but Mm. then I also tell myself that maybe most people who are this cautious about marriage and relationships like like most people in relationships don't think this deep about it and they Mm. end up fine I just I just just so fascinated by the process of being in relationships and dating and stuff because it's such a vulnerable part of you I think it's the most Mm -hmm. vulnerable you ever are with someone else even more so than with yourself sometimes um so I guess for my like future of it keep learning and I don't want to like take it for granted at any point either Mm. yeah yeah. Mm. But that's kind of because I have a strong trajectory, but I always keep it in my mind. And it's not something I like shy away from in our relationship and thinking, oh, if things aren't going well, we don't have to stay together, mm-hmm. even if it'll be so painful, it'll hurt a lot. But as much as we want to be together, if the time ever comes where things aren't going well and we don't feel like there's a path forward. Mm. We're also not like, we never say never. <laughs> like, we're mm. never going to break up. Like, I think it's fair to say, like, we could break up. Some right. people do and never plan for it, right? I think it's okay to, like, have that little realism. It doesn't mean, like, we will. But mm-hmm. that kind of gives me this weird comfort in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's like your mom. <laughs> saying don't waste time yeah and like and like be brave because it is really scary <laughs> totally. to be this close to somebody yeah 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 so i guess what you're saying is like yeah mm-hmm. thinking about like oh yeah what does getting married 
look like mm-hmm. for you the the intimidating process is like oh, okay yeah we've never done this before no one has ever done this before and so being so vulnerable that's the scary part yeah I think so yeah yeah and like navigating new conversations or topics or like life mm-hmm. events mm-hmm. like the one that I think is gonna hurt like the most is gonna be being there for each other if something happens to our parents oh. so it's that that commitment man then that's like yeah. so long game right you're like I don't want anything to happen to our parents in the next mm. like 20 years but again never say never mm. but it does feel like reassuring to know that okay like I know that he would take care of my parents he knows that like I would do anything for his parents Mm. Um, it's kind of like the responsibility has expanded but then the power like the horsepower of the car is like like we're faster (laughs) it's like two that's kind of how I see it wow (laughs) yeah 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 I think um I went to my first wedding actually Mm. my first friend wedding I should say because for some reason cousin weddings like don't feel real (laughs) (laughs) because like usually don't know the other person you're just there because your family told you to do but I went to my first friend wedding and my friend has three siblings, one of which um, it's her older sister who's married and she lives in Japan and her husband is Japanese. At the wedding, his parents also attended the wedding. Oh my gosh. I know. And oh my God, it was so beautiful. They were like wearing kimono and it was like the loudest. And my um, my friend's family is Palestinian. So it was like loud ass, like trumpets and drums and like the loudest clapping I'd ever heard in my life <laughs> um but it was the first time it really sunk in that like oh yeah your families are like combining like you're not yeah. just like two families for two people it's yeah I never seen it like so literally I didn't even think to invite your siblings in-laws mm. to an event but I think it like makes your family connection like bigger stronger Hmm. I don't know what it is but I found that that like stood out to me a lot right yeah big big (laughs) and yeah yeah that's what I mean I'm like no one in your average relationship is thinking about this if you've ever thought about this in a relationship can you please let me know so I don't feel so insane all the time (laughs) like like, have you ever thought about that or maybe I'm just like because I'm nine years into it. Yeah. Well, the guest list, the oh, taking care of her parents one day. Mm. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair. Um, you know, obviously we're in different places. Um, you are, you know, in nine a years deep. Yeah, nine years deep. But <laughs> I, I think just like well, what we were sharing before, and mm-hmm. kind of yeah, like my parents' values, and I think yeah, that is like a value that I have, or like. Mm. It is something that I also think about is like, oh, yeah, person that, you know, I'm dating, if we do end up like getting married or whatever, like, you know, again, the kids the component, the taking care of parents, you know, that is something that I think about. And but I guess you also don't yeah. want to overthink about it at the beginning, like when you were. 15. Well, <laughs> I, I do overthink about it. And I know is... <laughs> I'm saying that you should it like because I wasn't thinking about this when I was like. 17 and first started dating that's for sure for sure I think 
yeah well you know obviously every life stage is different but uh, there's kind of a time for let's see how it goes and then there's a time for what's gonna happen to your parents when they die like there's a time for each of those (laughs) and I think like what I was going to is what I need to practice more is let's see how it goes because yeah. I have so much overthinking that I'm still mm-hmm. hiding in the Scooby-Doo. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because yeah, it was, you kind of need that like simple time where it's not overly complicated. All you need to figure out is like, do I like being with this yeah. person? Don't know. <laughs> Unclear. Uncle- well, that was like another point that I wanted to bring up is like. I have a hard time, like, trusting if I enjoy spending time with someone. Oh, like, interesting. So it's actually, like, a self-trust thing. You're like, is it? I, I like, gaslight. Or I don't know if I gaslight myself. I'm like, am I having a good time? I think this is fun. I, like, overthink that, mm. you know? And so now my radar for, do I like this person? Or, mm. or I, I, yeah. Yeah, like, friendship to relationship is like can be confusing too Mm. i have in one of my many many journals i have this like list okay on the side on on like the was it your y-axis it's like things that you know you do with your like significant other um and things that you do with your friends so then the two i have two like columns one is like friends and one is like a boyfriend or a girlfriend and all the things that I like to do with my friends, which is like hanging out, getting food, going on walks, like driving around, talking in the driveway for hours, you know, all those things I also like to do with my boyfriend. And then when I kind of went through this list, I was like, oh my God, the only difference is I like don't text my friends good morning and good night. And I don't like kiss my friends on the mouth when I <laughs> see them. <laughs> so it was interesting to me to see like, oh, having a boyfriend is just having a friend that you kiss on the mouth sometimes (laughs) obviously more than that but it kind of made me feel it kind of reassured me in a way Mm. like oh okay the the function I guess of a significant other doesn't need to be so like do or die like I need you to be everything to me that's where like my friends come in and like Mm -hmm. that's where you know Meeting new people is like still important. Mm. Um, yeah, because this one person isn't gonna provide every like yeah. interpersonal function I need to yeah. be a happy person. I, I like that point. And I also sometimes leads to some of my confusion because yes. I'm at this point where I've never dated someone for 10 years, but I have multiple 10 year long friendships. Yeah, totally. And I think sometimes I get caught up in like, wow, I have such like good times, hangouts, conversations with my 10 year long friendships. Mm -hmm. And then I'm dating somebody and, you know, maybe we're on our first date and I'm like, eh, I like my friends better, (laughs) you know, know. but now I'm like judging this new person who we've talked Mm -hmm. for five minutes against a friend that we, (sighs) you know, we've like literally traveled the world together and I'm like, dang, like. And and so that's where my like calibration is off where it's like, mm. are we compatible? I don't know. And well, I don't like, know. Would I 
would I want to spend time with this partner over my friends? Ah, mm-hmm. no, I'd rather spend time with my friends. But that's also, be- you know what I mean? And it's Yeah, just- yeah, I get it. That's really confusing. Because sometimes it's not like one over the other, but it's like mm-hmm. a time and place thing. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, if I'm going out to like, go do shenanigans to like 3am with my friends, that's not like a Nico friendly environment. <laughs> I'm like, you can't come actually like, so many times, in, especially in university, when everyone's like partying, oh, I constantly got asked, oh my God, where's Nico? Where's your boyfriend? You should invite him. Oh, I'm not inviting him to go to this dirty club with me. <laughs> like, dirty club time is my time. It's my time. <laughs> and you guys need to respect that. Um, <clears throat> but I, I totally get that because, like, same. Like, there are just times where I'm like, man, I just like, there's nothing better than mm. a good hangout with friends mm. and someone that you're meeting specifically for the motivation of dating like you know a dating app kind of situation you're like you are here to be assessed for your compatibility as a partner and yeah. you know that's it's a different different vibe than being like so jason now that we're like on the top of this mountain together like tell me about your life philosophies and stuff yeah. <laughs> and, like connecting like that yeah. So, you know, again, we we like barely scratched the surface on this episode because I again, I have a whole list of other things <laughs> to talk about. But um, yeah, like I think, you know, me, Jason, I have a lot of dating anxiety as as we've talked. I like overthink too much. I'm Scooby like projecting Doom. 50 years in the future. So yeah, now I'm in, yeah. I'm in the curtain. Um, but uh, yeah, like so just one example is uh, I um. I was in a relationship with someone who she was like actively jealous of my friends. Like mm. I have, um, you know, I, I think the majority of my friendships are like one-on-one friendships mm-hmm. and I do have a lot of female friends. And mm-hmm. again, like, I think it was a, like a, a closeness, a strength that has been mm-hmm. cultivated over 10 years. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, I'm newly dating a person and after a month and then I guess it was like, I don't know if it was a moment where I'm like, ah, like I'm like working through this thing. And it's not even that I would like go to my friend first. It's just like, I kind of do this thing where like when I'm struggling with something, you I ask go, everybody. I ask, I like go around. It's a survey. Like, yeah. It's a survey. You know, I'm. It's a census. Actually, a, you need everybody. Taker for sure. I need yeah. everyone's input, and so I would go, you know, to the person that I was dating at my time at the time. I'm like, okay, yeah, thanks for your opinion. And then I would be like, oh yeah, I want to going. I want to talk to my other friends about this too. And so <sighs> I would like reach out and be like, oh yeah, here's this challenging thing. And like I would go to kind of my friend and my partner that made her yeah. like, really uncomfortable and just like, oh, are you doing that? Do you not trust my yeah. opinion? All these things. Because it's like, probably, I mean, to be fair, that's the first time I had heard of somebody doing that <laughs> because we're just friends. It's like, there's no stakes behind it. I'm not like, Jason doesn't love me. I'm just like, Jason's so Jason. Oh my God. <laughs> but maybe that's like, like the outlook I even, I try to have with like relationships too. It's like, it's not because he doesn't love me. That's just like how he be sometimes. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so from that relationship who were, um, yeah, again, it kind of really impacted the relationship yeah. in other ways that I won't really get so. into. Um, but yeah, because, because of that, like insecurity and jealousy, ultimately that's, one of the main reasons why we broke up um and then moving into my next relationship i was like kind of very upfront about that in the very yeah. in my, um like maybe first date just being like yeah. oh like what's important for you in a relationship and i'm yeah. like oh like 
I value my friends a lot. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, you know, I, um, it's really important to kind of, yeah, maintain separate lives, not main, mm-hmm. but like, again, it's not a keeping a secrets thing or anything. It's just like, it's very Feeling important of independence to hang out with my friends. Yeah. Um, and I'm very close with many it, of them. It is like sad. <laughs> Maybe this is like very patronizing for me to say, but I think it, like for a lot of people, your significant other is your closest relationship because for some people, it's hard to be vulnerable with your friends and it's hard mm. to like make that really deep and like genuine vulnerable connection. So they'd see their significant other as like, you are my everything. Yeah. Um. But like, if you just, I don't know, cried in front of your friend every quarter, like we do for some reason. For some reason. <laughs> good quarterly cry, good yes. quarterly vent. Yeah, it kind of kind of releases a bit of pressure on like what your relation like your dating relationship needs to be mm-hmm. versus your and and see your platonic relationships as like a support. Because Nico totally. has said so many times to me, he's like, Oh my god, I'm so glad you're friends with Jason. <laughs> His brain would be like dragged through the mud if I didn't have like you or like some of my other friends, or he's like so nice you have friends to talk to (laughs) yeah yeah like in an ideal world I would want my partner to see my friends as like supporting our romantic relationship just yeah yeah, it's it's outsourcing (laughs) outsourcing my previous relationship called this sort of like podcast talk like in my head I like enter like podcast mode but she would call it like brain yoga time and yeah, she's like, stretching oh those oh muscles. she's like she, she, that is but you she's like jason like i, I that's too much I brain yoga for me she's, you can't do brain yoga for 10 hours a day every day <laughs> and she had like specific rules like for like when we were eating food she's like yeah. jason no brain yoga no brain at yoga. the dinner table but then that's your like ideal brain yoga time oh, too boy. oh that's tough um so anyways okay, okay. Kind of went through that relationship, yeah. learned, realized, yeah, maybe not so incompatible in, in these dimensions. Um, but also, like, that was part of my, like, second guessing myself of, like, mm-hmm. Jason, I have such a wealth of brain yoga opportunities mm-hmm. through my friends. Do I really need to, like, is it okay if this new relationship isn't quite meeting that need now or mm-hmm. yet? Or, like, will it develop over time? Or, yeah. like, you know, she's kind of practicing this way you know and it's yeah because like because you're both like self-adjusting to each other right you're both like calibrating you're like a bluetooth connection yes. <laughs> you're like ah is the iphone really there i don't know <laughs> totally so yeah we we weren't synced up and yeah uh, well yeah here we are yeah yeah and then i think you know I think, well, one thing I wanted to say, maybe this is a good wrap up piece, but I think one thing that you do do really well, Jason, is that you're always like open minded to meeting new people and you're like so friendly and you're so like easy to talk to. Um, not to say that like you need a girlfriend like tomorrow or something, but like, you know, there there are some people I hold doubts about and then <laughs> there are people I don't. You're one of the people I don't have any doubt for where I'm like, ah, Jason will be fine. He'll like, you know, same. It's like live a fulfilling, like full life, whatever your interpersonal situation is. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. But it is fun to learn (laughs) because I'm nosy. I've always been nosy. (laughs) 
<laughs> my my fun the fun fact about me is that I if I see a breakup video on YouTube, mm. I watch it. Okay. I don't care. I who didn't they know are. this was a genre of video. Breakup no. video. Break yeah, people that like announce that they're like getting divorced or oh. breaking up. And they kind of have to like do this public relations statement about mm. it, especially if they're like public as a couple or have a right. couple's channel. Right. Oh my god. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> some sick like fetish I have for some reason. Do you do you have any like best of greatest hits? Like um if I want to get into this genre. They'll kind of like blur together at some point. Mm. No, none none like stick out to me, okay. at least recently. But I think as a whole, like the reason I like watching them is because it's interesting to me to see how relationships like don't work out. So right. that I could kind of look at my own relationships and be like, oh, well, that's nice. That doesn't happen to us. Anyway, <laughs> good to keep an eye out for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, on um, on your nosiness theme, um, my friend Ariel, shout out to Ariel. She set me up on a blind date next week. My uh, first uh, ever blind date. So I'll keep you posted, Joyce, on how it goes. I, I trust Ariel's, like, I trust... I trust Ariel with my life. I've met her one time. Oh, yeah, you met Ariel. And I, like, I'm such a fan. She, like, went to China recently. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. literally clicking through all her photos and, like, oh my looking gosh. at them. I'm, like, replying. I'm, like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. So I feel like I'm so parasocial with Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Ariel are deep in the parasocial relationship right now. Okay. I'm so excited. And... Maybe we'll find out how it goes. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't well, know. We'll see how it goes. We'll see Let's how it goes. See. Next oh. week, you said? Uh, next Thursday. So. I'll ask you about it. Please do. <laughs> For um, sure. Uh, okay. Well, okay. to um, increase our... If you want to have a parasocial relationship with us, Woo! here's our call to action for today. Joyce, do you have any thoughts? Um, um, well... Definitely subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and send in any topics that you're interested in hearing. I think our email is hotwaterinthemorning at gmail.com. Nailed it. Okay. And we're also on Instagram, just at hotwaterinthemorning. That's the one yeah. I've taken and will we'll use. <laughs> eventually. For, yeah, eventually. But hey, yeah, for, I don't know. For I think stuff. Um, maybe message us one value that you got mm. from your parents in terms of dating. whether you like it or not <laughs> yeah whether yeah whether it's no surprises uh be brave, be brave. <laughs> and don't waste, don't waste time. time yeah we want to hear your asian parent with dating like wisdom. yeah yeah he, let me hear their like mic drop moments yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's what literally forms <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening thank and we'll you. see you in the next episode Bye. Bye.